It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Standick here for another edition of the Lockdown Wizards podcast. You can, of course, find all the podcasts on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter, uh, at Ben Standig. You can email me, bstandig1 at gmail.com. Um, if I tell you that I didn't watch the game tonight, don't, don't, don't consider that to be a mail-it-in performance. I had all the right intentions uh, to do that. I went to the Georgetown game. For those of you who were following me on Twitter, you know that. And the plan was to watch the game a little bit online while... The, then when the Georgetown game ended, watch essentially the second half. The Georgetown game went to double overtime, but they lost. So I didn't really, I, I, I was watching the Wizards, you know, a little bit, but, um, by the time that game ended and I got done with what I was doing, you know, the the, the Wizards game was, was near the, near the conclusion, but it doesn't really matter, right? I didn't have to see this game because I have seen this game before. I've seen it several times this year against Dallas. Phoenix, Brooklyn a couple times, even some games where they won against some 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 not so good teams. Memphis recently, where they they struggled to beat a, a bad Grizzlies team at home. The Wizards blew a game to a team that was that's last in the Eastern Conference that has that entered, I believe, with only eight wins. 
They get outscored in the fourth quarter, 35 to 23. Um, the bench had a role in it, but the starters were on the court. Uh, when, when, from the point when the game was like four points, uh, with like six minutes or in change to go and, and things fell apart. They lose 113 to 99. And so I'll go back and watch this later. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little tired right now. And I have, I have it on in the background. I've had it on in the background for the last few minutes and I've been watching some, but as I'm watching it, you know, the, the same thoughts just keeps coming through my mind that, you know, I, I, you guys have heard me say this before. We have a, we have a no turnaround. We have a no, here comes the turnaround policy on this podcast until further, until proven otherwise, we, we can't, we, we, we can't buy into it. This team has not shown the ability to be consistent, uh, to, 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 <clears throat> to put forth good faith and effort each and every night, or at least, you know, enough nights, you know, where you factor in the margin of error for being human. So we don't need to get into the fact that the Wizards only shot, you know, 43% from the field. I mean, the Hawks basically shot the same thing too. And, um, you know, we don't need to get into, uh, you know, we, we, you know, I guess we could point out that they, they were out rebounded 53 to 40 because rebounding is a hustle play, right? I mean, that's, that's the type of thing I guess actually we should note because ultimately that is what this is all about. You know, we waste so much time on this podcast and, and, and I say waste. I mean, I don't mean it in like a, why do we even bother talking about it? But we focus so many so much on like, well, what does this team need to do? What's the next step? Everybody wants to make a trade idea. Get Boogie Cousins in here. Bring in DeAndre Jordan. Uh, whatever, you know, whatever the scenario is. Oh, they'd only drafted this guy. Boy, things would be different. And look, th- there's definitely a lot of things that they could be, that could be better. Every team could basically say that. There's enough here to win. I think we've seen this. We, we don't have to, we, we don't have to pretend otherwise. I mean, just because the Boston game was one game, it was an impressive game. And, um, they, you know, they, they, they looked the part. The same players went out, beat Boston, took it to them in the fourth quarter that just lost to a, a terrible Atlanta team by 14 points. I say terrible. I mean, Atlanta's scrappy. Let me, let me not completely demean them by any stretch of the imagination. I like a lot of guys in our team. Erson Ilyasova at 20, Dennis Schroeder. He, you know, he really gave it to the Wizards last year in the playoffs. Kent Bazemore. Uh, Marco Bellinelli is a threat. You know, they, they, they've got some players, but you know, again, eight win team. Okay. The, the, they just, you know, they're not getting it done, uh, that, they're not getting it done that much. Otherwise they wouldn't have been an eight win team. They're, they're rebuilding. That's fine. The, the, the Hawks are going through, you know, going through a stretch to, to, to sort of figure out, you know, where they're at and, and how to come through on the other side. So whatever. It doesn't, you know, whatever. The, the, the point here is that even if the Wizards, lose, you can't, you know what, I take it back, you just can't lose to these kinds of teams, not not if you want to be taken seriously, not if you want to be a real, considered a real contender, you can't, you can't lose to these teams, and maybe even worse, you, you can't come out and just play just uh, haphazard the way they do time and time again in these spots, these crazy lapses where they, where they just look like that they have no interest in doing the, the hard things, playing defense, rebounding. What, you know, I, I've, I've said this before. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast. I, I can't remember where I say everything I say because I did either do too many podcasts or some radio hits or just talking to people like, you know, my guy Adam Rubin or Todd Dibus or others uh, about this team because I like talking about this team. I wouldn't do this crazy podcast five days a week if I didn't like talking about this team. I promise you, I'm literally getting paid nothing to do this. 
Uh, I just do this. I'm hoping it will work into something else, and we'll see. I may have to make a call on that one day. But I do this because I like to do it. I like I like talking about the Wizards. This really, I, I, it's you know, I like all the teams in town because I grew up here. But this is the team I enjoy. I've enjoyed covering, or not just covering. This is the team I enjoy the most: the Wizards, the NBA, what have you. And it's frustrating because obviously, you know, I, I've checked out the fan part of me a long time ago, but you still, you know, you want to see these guys succeed. You want to see the best the best version of them that you can. And time and time again, we're not getting that. I mean, you know, look, the Wizards have a winning record still. It is not like a complete utter disaster, which on some level makes performances like tonight and some of those other games even worse because we know that there's more here. And then it makes it worse when you go out and see them be, do, do a good job against a good team like Boston. They probably will have a good game Friday against Houston. Um, and I think what what I think ultimately what's going on with the Wizards is it, it's a lesson that they have not figured that they have not learned. It's one I've mentioned here many times over. I'm sure I've mentioned it many times in this podcast. I've said it to probably anybody I know has heard me talk about this before. But you know, teams take on the personality of the dominant figure. It is it is basically uh, you know it's not scientifically proven, but it, you, you pay attention to enough teams over the years, it is. It is the case. Uh, you know, what, what's lost, what, what's always was lost about the Michael Jordan experience, you know, people, of course, got really excited about the dunks and those last second shots and the tongue wagging and all that kind of stuff. But what, what they fail to recognize is ultimately the greatness of Michael Jordan, what separated Michael Jordan from the other players, even just the, even the all-stars, is his ability to bring it every game. If you beat the Bulls, you you beat them. It they owe, I mean, you know, again, factor allowing some allowance for human nature. The Bulls with Michael Jordan played hard all the time. Might I mean, you know, maybe he doesn't make his shots every game. Maybe the other guy gets the best of him, but he came to play. I, I say the same thing about a, a team that I definitely have not liked over the years, the Duke Blue Devils under Mike Krzyzewski, particularly in the earlier days when he had guys who would stay in two, three, and four years, not just these freshman situations. As much as I couldn't stand Duke and as much as I could, the fan in me wouldn't want to give them credit, the, the one thing I remember when, when Maryland finally started getting to Duke, Maryland was playing fantastic. They just weren't getting lucky. They were playing at an extremely high level. That's why Maryland and Duke for a couple of years there was like the, the biggest rivalry in college basketball because those games were intense because Duke made Maryland rise up because you were not going to beat that team just by showing up. LeBron James, you guys know, I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan out there. I'm definitely not a LeBron stand by any stretch of the imagination. The dude shows up. The dude plays hard every game. Same thing with Kobe. The, the San Antonio Spurs, you know, Greg Popovich is is, is is great, but Tim Duncan, he set the tone there. For, uh, you know, David Robinson on some level, but I think Tim Duncan went to another place. It, it isn't, the, you know, it's not just the, they're the most talented guys. It's that they, the hardest workers, if, if, if Tim Duncan is setting a level for a, a certain bar that he's going to play at, not just in games, in practice, do all the things you have to do to win games. You as a, the lesser player, what are you going to do? Not do what Tim Duncan's doing? You have no choice. That That's also why, and, and when you do that, when you follow the lead of the of your best players, 
and they set the tone, and you do it night in and night out, and night in and night out, then even if that player misses a game for an injury, or they rest, or, you know, whatever it is, the other players are, they're conditioned, they're doing it now. Now they're going to hold up that tradition. So that, that's why, like, the Spurs, even when Kawhi Leonard's been out this year, and Tim Duncan's now been gone for a little bit, they still have that vibe, that tradition. They they have that wealth of knowledge, that feeling, what it takes to win, what it takes to me to, to be a winner. Being an all star is great, and you need to be, and you need all star players on your teams. But that doesn't make you a winner. And time and time again, we just keep seeing the Wizards. They think they know what it takes to win, but they let it, but they don't take it all the way. Um, we we all keep saying they keep playing down to the level of competition, right? They, they're bad against the bad teams. They're good against the good teams. So you could say, well, hey, look, when you get to the playoffs, this won't be an issue anymore, right? Because there's no uh, there's no bad teams, right? So you won't have that issue. That's not how it works. No, that that's not how it, how it works. You the, the Wizards will, and they you know we've seen it happen uh, already in, the, in, in in these last couple of years. You, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a spell where you let down because you're used to doing that. If you want to be a great team, you you have to do it all the time. Um, and look, everything I'm saying on some level is is something every you've heard and every coach say before a game, after a game, but you know after a tough loss, in the movies, this is what they all say: you got to play hard, you got to do all that stuff. I, it's much easier said than done. As a fellow human being who constantly is disappointing himself by not getting the assignments I need done for work or not cleaning up, you know, my, my, my house and letting things get, get to be a wreck or, you know, really just not sitting down and focusing on what do I need to do to better my situation? How do I need to focus? What do I, I go to the gym for God's sake? Got to lose, you know, got to get in there, got to get disciplined, got to lose some weight, eat better. I, I, I totally understand the inability to bring it every game. Unfortunately, I do. But this is the, the world of professional sports. It doesn't allow for the same allowances. Nobody's paying money uh, as a fan, as ownership, as whatever it is to watch me live my <laughs> watch me live my life. It is not the same. It is not the same thing. These guys are getting paid good money to go do this thing. It's a lot of fun. They do a very good job at it for the most part. Uh, they're the, the, you know I like these guys, but. They're just not bringing it consistently, and and we can all sit here and pretend that you know this is all Ernie, Grunf- Ernie Grunfeld's fault. If Ernie Grunfeld doesn't go, you know doesn't spend the money on Jan Mahimi and instead spends it on somebody who's better, that this wouldn't be happening. You you know, John Wall said the other he said recently, this has been happening the whole time he's been there. We're gonna blame Ernie Grunfeld literally for everything. I don't think that's I don't think so. You know, even the haters out there can't do that with everything. They have. There's enough. There's enough talent here to win. You can't. We can't sit here and say they just this basic same team with a lousier bench won 49 games last year. So they'll bring it or they won't. That that's really all there is to it. Um, they will either figure out a way to start understanding what it takes to win games or they won't. They will understand what it, what they have to do, what separates them from Cleveland, and uh, you know, 
Golden State to, uh, uh, on some level, or just the, the you know the elite the elite teams. They they show up and play. It's it really is that simple. I mean, like I said, you factor in the human part of it all, and none of us are perfect. But you know, the Wizards time and time again just do, just do not play hard enough in in these games. Um, there's just no excuse. Again, you know, they're playing professional athletes and you're going to lose some games and that's fine. But, you know, you can't, it can't keep being this habit that we keep seeing where they just, you know, don't play that well against the lesser teams. So, you know, like I said, I mean, you look at the box score, uh, John Wall had uh, 10 points and 11 assists. He had, I believe, five assists in the first quarter. Uh, Bradley Beal with 20 on 7 of 19 shooting. Market Marquise Morris, you know, some good signs there. 18 points, eight rebounds. Uh, you know, the, the, they obviously needed him to get going. Otto Porter, 15 points. Marchin Gortat, two points, four rebounds in 20 21 minutes. That's obviously uh, a, a, a a terrible line. Again, I haven't didn't really watch the game. Just looking at the box score here. Uh, Jody Meeks with 12 off the bench. You know, that that's a good. That's pretty good. He's it's got to be the most he scored in some time. Uh, Sadoransky, eh, you know, two points, four assists. The, the, you know, the, the second unit's been off a little bit, uh, the, the last couple of games or so. Everything I just said is important. And these, you know, the Wizards, you know, shot 38% from three. That, that's certainly not terrible. Uh, 13 turnovers. You know, you can, you, you can live with that. But, you know, it's all a bad effort. It really is. It's just it's it's just that simple. I mean, I you know I, I you know effort doesn't mean realistically you have to dive for every loose ball or or, or that you have to you know uh, every single one hundred percent of every play you have to give it all. But you really do have to play smart and understand what it takes to win. And it's just unclear that these guys do. And and look, you know uh, they've made the second round of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Or they've made these these semifinals of the Eastern Conference playoffs, you know, three of the last four years. You know, when they did it the first time, it was a pretty cool accomplishment. They hadn't done anything in, in you know since the Gilbert Arenas era. And then they did it the second time, and you know, if Paul Pierce, you know, that shot drops a tick early. You know, he let leaves his hands a tick earlier. You know, who knows what happens? It goes to overtime. Maybe they get Game Seven. Maybe they knock off uh, Atlanta. They don't make it. They don't make it the next year. Change the head coach. They come back. They win forty nine games, and um, you know they took Boston to a game seven, and basically was decided by which team had home court advantage. Uh, the, 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 but in, in, in essentially, in almost all of those circumstances, we were kind of babying them, and not not inappropriately. They were learning along the way, right? They've been, which is fine. I mean, you know, Bradley Beal's been a part of all those teams. He's only twenty four now. So, you know, this is still a young team, but there's no more babying now. This is a team that came in very confident this season. Some would say cocky. Uh, you know, arguably the number two team in the Eastern Conference was the perception perception that I thought was definitely, well, not definitely, but I thought was definitely a reasonable one to take if, if you thought that. And, you know, they're not playing like that. Again, this isn't a disaster. <laughs> they're over 500. They are uh, 19 and 16. That's good enough for fifth in the East. So we're not talking about some team that's you know heading to the lottery, but you know we're also not talking about a team that's playing for a title. And ultimately, 
you know, you guys, you guys remember back when the season started and every conversation I had with Adam Rubin or anybody else, all my thoughts in terms of where the Wizards were at weren't about that game. It was about the bigger picture in the playoffs here is against a Cleveland or a Boston or what have you. What, what do the, do the Wizards have this piece, that piece, this piece, that piece? You know, and, 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 and they, they, they've raised the bar because of their level of play, but also their attitude, their cockiness. They kept saying Cleveland didn't want them. They kept saying they were the better team than Boston. I, maybe they're right, but they're not playing like any of that right now. And ultimately it just comes down to, do you want this or not? Do you understand what it takes to win? And if you don't, then Scott Brooks has got a problem. He's got to figure out how to, how to get it through to these guys. It's been a, it's been an organizational issue, uh, for for some time now, even before John Wall, in terms of sort of the inmates running the asylum, and does the coaching staff always have enough uh, strength to or power or whatever to um, to discipline or or to sit or whatever you know star players? And you know, I'm not necessarily saying you have to bench any of the starters, but at the same point. Somehow the message has got to get through it. If they can't figure it out, then it may have to be some sort of drastic step. So, uh, look, I've just rambled here for a long time. And like I said, I really had nothing to say about the game. Um, because I didn't really, I, 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 you know, I saw a few minutes here and there. And what I saw was what I, what I recognized. That this team is just inconsistent with bringing consistency. I know what that does, doesn't make any sense. But you know what I mean. So, um, un- until they figure out what it takes to win, I don't think anything's gonna 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 change anytime soon. Uh, you take teams take on the personality of the dominant figure. Typically, that's especially in the NBA, that's the best player, the best players, what have you. It just has to start right there. They have to show up every game and 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 deliver it. They can't just. Uh, you know, pretend, assume, believe that you're going to take out this other team because, you know, you're the Washington Wizards and, and people have said you're good. They are good. They, we can, we see, we've seen them be almost great. I can't say great. That term gets overused, right? Can't say great because, uh, you know, until the Golden State's great in the NBA context. The Cavaliers with LeBron are great. Everybody else is, you know, pretty good to good to, to, you know, Whatever the Sixers were the last few years. Um, anyway, so I've rambled enough here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this game later or, or as much of it as I can. And, you know, like I said, it won't make, it probably won't change any, any difference to what I've been saying here. The, uh, the, 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 they've got Houston on Friday. Obviously, James, you know, it sounds like Chris Paul's out. Clint Capella's out, but you still got James Harden. That in and of itself will be a massive challenge. And it would be for any game. And you know what the real bummer of this Atlanta game is? Is that after the Boston win, you are, you know, they clobbered Orlando. If they, if you beat Atlanta, you got a three game winning streak coming into this thing. Maybe there is some momentum building because wow, if you beat Boston and you beat Houston, the two teams that have been leading the conference, I mean, that's a big deal, right? That, that, that's going to say something about where you are as a, um, as a team, but now even if they beat the Rockets, you know what what what, what can be said? We're just we, you know we can't believe that it's going to be you know that they're going to get the next game against against a, a suspect team. So that's a bummer right there. I mean, just the fact that it's hard to take him, it's hard to take this seriously uh, right now. Um, 
knowing that, you know, the next game, who knows what they're going to do. So, all right, anyway, enough out of me. I really have already talked more here than I imagined that I would. So um, I'm just going to end it there. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Thank you for my for listening to me ramble. Uh, I don't even know what I said. Hopefully it made some sense, but uh, we'll see. You know, bottom line is they got to figure this thing out. Um, they got to get they got to create good habits. It's not enough just to make the playoffs. It's not enough to get a home court advantage. You have to know how to win, and until they do, it's hard to see why anything is going to change. The 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 the, the best the best teams with the best players have probably you know for the most part probably have the best habits. And they know how to win, and they know the, what it takes to get that done. And, um, you know, the Wizards right now are not in that space. We'll see if they can get out of it. But until they do, we're, you know, the, we're going to stay with the rule on this podcast. We're not believing it until we see it. All right. I'll uh, stop rambling there. Thanks to you guys for listening. Back at it. Uh, more podcasts this week. Wizards at home Friday against Houston. So uh, we'll stop there. Until next time. See ya. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.